Hi there, this is Bob Joyce. Go to our website, bobjoyce.org, and listen to our music and hear the good news of Jesus preached. God bless you and keep you safe in His arms. In my living shall not be in There's no one that'll love you more than your mother or care for you more or see to your needs who would sacrifice everything she has for you. And so it is. It's just the way it is. God put that in a mother's heart when she loves her children to give all that she has for them and do all that she can possibly do. But the most important thing that a mother can do, of course, is to teach her kids about the Lord, to raise them up in the admonition of the Lord, and to plant that firmly in their hearts and minds. So that as they grow up, even if they go astray, they'll always remember what mama taught them. And it'll stick with them all the days of their life. And I believe that is a great role that a mother plays in, your, in our lives. To let them know, that their children know how much they are loved and how much God loves them. And that there's always somebody there for them. But when mama's gone, daddy's gone, the Lord is still there. Amen. He holds us all up. I said the Lord holds us all up. And so while we're here, mothers and fathers, while you're here, do all that you can do to direct the hearts of your children unto the Lord and make them strong make them strong in their faith so they will not waver will not fail them if there's anything this world needs today America needs today is a strong mother and a strong father amen. to teach and to lead and to guide their children in the right way to go amen Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Mark. The tenth chapter. In verse 13. And they brought young children to him, that is to Jesus, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. Jesus was so important in the lives of the people. There was something about him and his touch, the touch of his hand, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, open the blind eyes, calmed the storms. He raised his hands and did miraculous things. He touched the lepers and cleansed them. So they anxiously and without hesitation 
all ran to meet Jesus, bringing their children. Have we been that way with our children? Anxiously, without question, without doubt, without hesitation. Bring our children to the Lord. That should be the first thing that's on your mind and heart. Bringing your children to the Lord, to Jesus. If Christ has made such an impact in your life, if He has made such an impression in your life, if He has become so important and dynamic and so foremost in your life, then the first thing you want to do is to bring everybody you know, your children and everybody else, to Jesus. You know, it's like things you like in life. Things that you love. Things you like to do. Places you like to go. Experiences that you've had. And you want your children to experience the same thing. You want them to go with you. You want them to see it. You want them to hear it, to feel it, to taste it. Here you got to try this out. Something that has such a, an effect on you that you want others to know about it. You want others to experience it. And that's what, it, that's what it really is. It's not a formal thing. It's not just a traditional thing. After all, Jesus wasn't exactly a traditional fella. There wasn't too many Jesuses around at the time. Just one. So that made him very special. That made him very favorable to the people. Something very special about Jesus that he had such an effect on the people. They want, they want him to touch their children, to lay his hands on them. Mothers and fathers that were in the crowd who come to see Jesus daily, who heard Him, who watched Him. Now, Jesus didn't stay in one place. He moved around a lot. So you need to catch Him while He's coming by. It's like the song we sing in church a lot, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. He's passing by. You better reach out and touch Him while He's passing. If you understand what I mean. But of course, Christ is with us always. Now, He's with us always. In those days when Jesus began to travel the countryside, everywhere He went, from town to town, village to village, place to place, when everybody heard that Jesus was coming, excitement fills the air, and everybody runs to grab their backpacks and their ice chests and their <laughs> grab the kids <laughs> and throw them in the back seat and we're going to go see Jesus. Right. 
It seems like that Jesus is the kind of person who doesn't mind people. He loves people. He doesn't seem to lay out any kind of restrictions or any kind of lawful thing you got to do. There's no paperwork to fill out, no forms. You don't have to make an appointment. Put your name on the list. <laughs> huh? You don't have to put your name on the list. Just come one, come all. Jesus said, whosoever will come to me. He said, come unto me. Come unto me. Everybody. And I'll give you rest. He holds back no one. He doesn't hide himself from anybody. He's willing to give more of his time. He's willing to share all that he has to give. And let me tell you something, the miraculous things he can do with very little. He can take very little and multiply it. Just put it in his hands and see what he does. Huh? All you have to do is just put it in Jesus' hands and just see what he does with it. Such a man. And not only the things he does, but the love that he, that he shows. The compassion that he has. The passion. That he loves with. That he, he's so passionate. And he's so kind and so caring. He's not hypocritical. You can tell that it's the real thing. That he really does care and he really does love. And he really does want to take the time. He really does want to listen to you. He really does want to talk to you. And something about Jesus is that he has super strength. Stamina. He has something everlasting about him. It seems to never wear out, never die down. It never quits. Even as a man, Jesus was... Unbelievable. We know he was the word of God who made flesh and dwelt among the people and he became a man. But as a man, he was just absolutely beyond belief the way he was. He had such an effect on people the moment you met him, the moment you heard him, the moment you saw him. You see Jesus and you say, man, I want to hear more about this guy. I want to hear more what he's got to say. Amen. Where's he going to be next? Where's he going from here? I want to be there. I'm going to bring my kids. I'm going to bring my family. I'm going to bring everybody I know. I'm going to tell everybody I know about Jesus. I'm going to bring them down there. And they brought their children simply for Jesus to lay his hands on them. Just a touch. He didn't, he didn't stand there and pray for 30 minutes over each child. He just laid his hands on them and touched them. He put his hand on their head, on their shoulder. You know, he'd give them a hug. He'd embrace them. He touched them. He smiled at them. And that's all it takes. 
Well, the disciples objected. You don't need to bother the master with your kids. He's a busy man. He's got a lot of things to do. He's got a lot of places to go. You don't bring your kids to mess and hang around and disturb Jesus. Let him alone. You don't do that with this kind of man. He's important. He's an important fellow. And they're just children. They're not important. <laughs> He's got better things to do. He's a busy man. There's much for him to do. And he hasn't got time for your kids. Kids are insignificant. Kids are the last thing on the list. In the Jewish church, you receive the benefits of the church through circumcision. But through Christ, it's mercy. And grace. A man, a child has become a man. I believe until he's about 30 years old. And then maybe you will be giving the right to participate in the benefits. Of the church. But keep the children quiet. Keep them off to the side. They forbid them to bring their children to Jesus. But when Jesus saw that, he was much displeased. When Jesus saw what the disciples were doing and saying to the, to, the, to the people about their children, he was much displeased. We don't see that too often in Scripture, do we? Jesus was not happy about that. Now the kind, loving, compassionate, caring man that Jesus was suddenly became what are you doing? <laughs> he was much displeased. The Lord is ready and willing to take the time. He's more than happy to invite the children to Him. To speak with them and embrace them and touch them. And He said, Suffer the little children to come to me. Yes. And forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Amen. Huh? Amen. 
Don't hinder them. Do not keep them away from me. Don't hinder them coming to me. Don't hold them back from me. Let them come. Jesus is changing a whole social, the whole, whole social structure of everything. He's changing everything. He's making children important. Most important. Not the least. For of such is the kingdom of God. He is telling us that children have something they could teach us. These children have no business with Jesus. But they're teaching us something that we don't know as adults. And Christ accepts that. Do not hold back anyone, any child, any young person. Because you have made them unimportant. Doesn't mean I have. Just because you don't see. What it is about them. I do. You may not think there's a reason for them being here. But he does. And the reason, the very reason they are there is, is the very thing that's going to get you into heaven, Jesus said. Because if you're not as a little child, if you're not as a little, if you don't become as a little child, Man, he's bringing everybody down, eh? Right down to the same level. Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as this little child shall not enter therein. What is it that the child teaches us? What is it about children that so attracted Christ? That was so special with Jesus? It certainly wasn't their expertise. Their training, their learning, their knowledge, their wisdom. But the child was just simply an open heart. A child who is simply trusting overjoyed, happy to come to Jesus. They knew this man, what he was and who he was and what he could do. And they were happy and anxious and willing to come to Christ. They had nothing to offer themselves. But a willing and trusting heart. Happy. Accepting. 
yo erró. Christ is telling us that God has revealed those heavenly things not to the wise and the prudent but unto babes. It's not because of the wisdom that man has but the presumption of their wisdom that they think they know better. Of all their learning and all their education, of all the knowledge they may have and the wisdom that they may have, they think they know better. And because of that, God cannot reveal anything to them. But a heart that is open and happy and joyful simply because of Christ Himself to them is given the blessing. God is not looking for the educated in order to bless them, but the heart that is willing and open to Him. There's nothing wrong with education. We all need a little more education. We all need a little more wisdom and knowledge and understanding. But it's the presumption to think that we know better that keeps us from Christ. See, when we come to Christ... With an open heart, what does that mean? That means all that we've ever learned, all that we know, all that we think is set aside. All that you've got, you've got it all figured out in your little mind about this thing. And you know more about spiritual things than, than anybody does. And no one is going to tell you any different. You will never receive anything from God. But God doesn't withhold from you His blessing because of the knowledge you have. But the presumption of your knowledge. You presume to know what's best because of your knowledge. Because of your understanding of higher spiritual things. A child doesn't have all that knowledge that you have. A child doesn't have all that wisdom that you have. He just simply just throws himself out there and says, Oh, right, Jesus, here we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's just simply jumping up and down and playing, you know, and, and dancing and twirling around and having a good time with Jesus. That's what a child's going to do. Right, it doesn't matter if he's rich or poor, male or female. There's no restrictions to a child. There's no restrictions to one whose heart is open and sincere and loving. There's no restriction to anyone. Thank God. Who says it's the Lord? Lord, can I, can I give you a hug? Can I kiss you on the cheek, Lord? And the Lord just standing there just eating it up. He's just eating it up. They are the ones that receive the blessing. Don't let what you know, what you think, hold you back from Christ. As mothers love their children. Think about your mother. It's Mother's Day. We'll talk about mother for a moment. Think about your mother and how much she loves you. And no matter what you are or who you are, what you've done, it doesn't matter. 
or where you've gone or where you've been or anything about your life. You are her child. And she will always love you. She will always have an open door and open arms for you. And so when you think of your mother, everything else about your life doesn't really seem to matter because this is your mama. Somebody you can come to, someone you can talk to, someone that you can sit down with, and somebody who will just love you, cherish you, encourage you. Someone who taught you, someone who led you in the right direction when you were just a kid, when you were growing up, she showed you the way to go because she loved you so much. And there's no restrictions with her. There's no holding back. There's no, yeah, but first of all, you got to. There's none of that. Just come. Just come as you are. Just come where you are, how you are. It doesn't matter. She loves you anyhow. She may not approve of some of the things you do, but she loves you anyhow. And so the idea that you come to her based solely on that mutual love that's where you make the connection. That's where you become humble and willing with an open heart sincerity truth that's when you become pure in your motives. It's not like you're saying, well, I got to go see Ma again today. <laughs> well, it's Mama's day. I guess I better go do something. That's not a pure motive. But love says, it's my mama. I want to see her. And no matter what's happened in your life, no matter what's gone, gone on in your life in the past week or two or month or two or year or two, it doesn't matter when you come to mama. All that just kind of dissolves away and it's just you and her loving one another, talking to each other. You humble yourself down. You know, sometimes we do things wrong and we don't feel like we're worthy of anything or anybody. But forget about that. Set it aside. Your mama's not waiting for you to make yourself worthy. What makes you worthy is her love for you. You can come to her because she loves you. You can come to her because she cares for you no matter what. You can come to her and expect the best from her no matter what anybody says or what you think about yourself. Your mama still loves you. That's how Jesus loves us. Humble yourself down. Lay aside your failures. Forget about your shortcomings. Don't look at your life. You've messed up. Doesn't matter. Except you become as a little child. You will in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. God's not waiting for you to make yourself perfect. He wants you to come to Him. He'll make you perfect. wait for you to straighten things out. He'll straighten things out. Just come to Jesus. Amen. 
that it's okay if you're the smartest guy in the room. Don't let what you know keep you from humbling yourself and crying out to the Lord. Because when you come to God, everything that you have and everything you know is, is set aside. You bring nothing to Him. You offer God nothing but your heart. You offer God nothing but your heart's cry. The joyfulness of coming to God. The joyfulness of coming. Everybody wants to give me Kleenexes around. Right? That's okay, thank you, brother. You got to watch out for me. God is not wanting us to bring anything to Him. Nothing. Everyone is accepted. It simply comes to Him. Rich or poor, smart or ignorant, educated or ignorant, young or old, religious or non-religious, it doesn't matter. All who is willing can come. Don't let your pride, don't let your pride keep you back. What Jesus teaches us goes against the grain. Of natural inclinations. Goes against it. Jesus doesn't do things in the order. The traditional order of things. He doesn't do it that way. Jesus doesn't. Demand ceremony. He doesn't, he doesn't demand traditional way of doing things. We cannot do spiritual things in a natural way. We must do spiritual things in a spiritual way. Huh? We can't receive spiritual things in a natural way. We can't know spiritual things in a natural manner. you receive those things in spirit in your heart it's important to teach the children to come to Jesus to help form their character The young child, when he's very young, listens. God tells us a story throughout this book, the story of him. And the child will sit and listen. He has nothing else to offer but his, hear, but his ears, his heart, his attention. And children are very, can be very, very, very gullible. They can be very, you know, uh, easy for them to be led astray. So teach them right. Because children are, are waiting, listening 
wanting to hear what you have to say, and what you have to say is important, and what we have to say goes into their heart, into their minds, and they remember these things. And it helps to shape them, helps to form them, helps to make them who and what they are. Jesus said, come as a little child. Come not wanting to teach the teacher. We got a lot of people here today who wants to teach the teacher, teach the Lord. When we make our prayers to God, we want God to change His mind and do things the way that we want Him to do it in order to bring about the things that we want. Instead, we should be waiting and listening for the Lord. To know what it is what God wants for us. And be willing and open-minded with an open heart to receive and to trust and believe and to accept that. God's Word can be trusted. What God tells us in His Word can be trusted. What the Holy Spirit teaches us, we can trust the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. You know, a lot of times people have questions and, and concerns and doubts and fears about things as Christians, and, and they wonder about wondering what, what they're going to do next or what they're going to do about this particular situation. I don't know exactly what to do. Well, learn to trust the Holy Spirit. He will lead you in the truth. And you will know. Somebody say, well, how do I know? You'll know. God's big enough to make you understand. Just like when you were a child, you know, you begin to understand things. Have the heart of a child before God. It doesn't matter how old we are in the Lord. Whenever we get down to pray to God, we come to God as His child. No matter how much we have learned, we still come to God as a child. Asking. What are we, Lord, what can we do about this situation? Or Lord, we need this or we need that. I need to, I need to know this. I need to, can you tell me what to do or what to say? Because all of us, no matter how old we are in the Lord, are children to the Lord. We are children of God. Sons of God. Sons, the word sons are translated in the King James. Actually means children. We are children of the Lord. And maybe that answers somebody's questions who ask, why do you act the way you do in church? <laughs> because I'm a child. I mean, you know. I'm a child. And we are open to the Lord. And we are sensitive to the Lord. And we have a pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Do we want to see God in the church? See God in our family? God in our lives? Blessed are the pure in heart. What does that mean? That means, Lord, I come to you unhypocritically, sincerely. I have a sincere heart, Lord. I don't come to you claiming to know everything and claiming this. I claim nothing, but I am your child. I am who you made me. And I need you. I need you to show me the way. I need you to teach me. I need you to tell me. Lord, I, there's something here I've got a problem with. And the Lord's got the answer. If we were so smart, we wouldn't need to go to God. If we were so grown up, we wouldn't need our Father. Just like children they are today in the world. They think they're growing up and know it all. They don't need their mom or daddy. No. They don't need to talk to nobody. 
But you're going to learn. No matter how old you get or how much you learn, you still need your mom and daddy. And they still got good advice to give to you. Ain't that right? How much more our Father in heaven? He's the Father that teaches the fathers. Huh? And teaches the mothers. And teaches the children. Now, what is it that we could teach anybody ourselves as children of God? What could we possibly teach anybody? The first thing we teach them. Humble yourselves before the Lord. And He will lift you up in due time. Yeah! That's pretty simple, ain't it? The first thing you need to learn is come down off of your high horse. <laughs> you got to boil the hog if you want to get lard. smartly before the throne of God. It said come boldly before the throne of God. How do we come boldly before the throne of God? Just like a child goes to his father or its mother. You want to see somebody bold? Watch a child go to its mother. That's boldness. And nobody can do that but them. The neighbor's kids don't do that. Huh? The neighbor's kids don't go running to mama like you do because you're the child. That's boldness. But one that holds back, too proud, too big, too smart, too whatever. To go to mama and daddy. The Lord resists the proud. But gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. And gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself therefore. As a little child. That's all. Just lay it down. Whatever it is your problem is. Whatever, whatever your problem is. Just lay it down. Whatever's burdening you down. Lay it down. And come to God. And if you don't know what to say, just shake your head. Amen. Here I am. Here I am. The truth be known, you're learning what purity is. You're learning what sincerity is. You're learning what humility is. And it gladdens your heart to know that God is still on His throne and that He is your Father. And that if you come to Him in such a manner, 
He will not turn you away. And he will help you. And you don't need to turn to anybody else. He will help you. You don't need to go anywhere else. He will help you in your time of need and trouble. He is there. Give God the credit He deserves. Give God the honor He deserves for being God. Don't treat God as if He's just some haphazard. Not quite all there. Don't understand. You just don't know God. He knows all things. He knows more than you know about it. Many times I come to God in prayer and I've said that, Lord, and I start confessing my sin or confessing to Him or talking to Him. And I say, but God, I know you know more about it than I do. You know more about me than I know about myself. And if there's anything, God, in me that I'm trying to hide from you, you know about that. If there's anything, God, that I'm not confessing to you, you know that too. You know everything about me. And the more that I talk to God like that, the more I know He's listening. Because He sees a sincere and honest Jesus said, he that receives the word of God with an honest heart is the seed that fell on the good ground and brought forth fruit. The seed that fell on the good ground brought forth fruit are those that hear the word of God and receive it with an honest heart. God is looking for honesty. He's looking for people who are open to him. Who see the truth and say, Lord, you're right and I'm wrong. You're completely right and I'm completely wrong. I'm going to quit trying to be an adult. I'm going to quit trying to be smart and figure, you know, as if somebody's got all figured out exactly what to do. And I'm just going to be a kid and just come to you just open heart and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Take me. Will you lay your hand on me? Will you bless me? You know, I don't even think the children asked Jesus to do that. He just did it on his own. Huh? I don't, listen to me now. Can you imagine this? Now, the grown-ups of the, you know, the children's parents. We're going to put this thing in proper order. And we're going to make a line right here. Girls right here and boys over here. And each one of you take your turn, go up to Jesus like you're going up to Santa Claus, you know, and he's going to put his hand on you. And then you leave and go this way and boys, you turn and go back that way. The parents, you know, they, they got it all figured out what they're going to do. <laughs> how this thing's going to work. I believe when they turn them kids loose. <laughs> Jesus was just surrounded. Surrounded with love and affection. And he just looked down at them children and smiled. Put his hand on their head and looked at them. They looked up at him and smiled. They weren't expecting him to put his, really put his hand on them. They just wanted to be there. That's how I feel. I don't want to come to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, will you please lay your hand on me? 
I just want to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I just want to reach out to you. I just, I just want to be near you. I just want to talk to you. Yes. And the Lord just naturally <laughs> reaches out His hand and touches me. Because that's just His character. That's, just, that's what's natural for Him. You have to ask Jesus to do that. He's going to do it. Amen. Lord. We should not think highly of ourselves, but find our identity in our Father. Find our identity. We've lost sight of what we really are. Maybe we've forgotten what we really are in Christ. That relationship we have with God always remains. No matter how far we've come, that relationship we have with our Father remains the same. The angels say, Father, here comes one of your children. He's come to the throne to talk to you. And the Father says, good, let my child in. Our relationship with God remains the same. We should never forget our identity. We are children of God. Yes. Just like our mothers who always, you know, no matter how old my kids have gotten, Matt, I look at you, and you're still my little boy. I told Sabrina one day, I said, Sabrina, I know you're old, got your own kids and family and everything, and you're 40-something years old, you got kids. But I said, every time I look at you, I just, I see a baby. I see a baby. You're my boy. I'm proud of things they've done as adults. But that relationship we have will always be the same. Because me being older and wiser and smarter and everything like that doesn't, you know, that doesn't change things with God. He's so much higher and greater than we are. What could I possibly learn that could, could impress God? How can I impress my father? It's not impressing Him that matters, but pleasing Him. Pleasing my Father. I see that you've been loving and caring, and you haven't forgotten who you are. You've done what I ask you to do. And I am pleased with you. Because you are my son. And my spirit, the spirit of your father, lives in you. My blood flows in your veins. And you can't help but be what you are because of my blood. My son, Matt, can't help being what he is. Part of what he is because he's got my blood in him. And one other thing. 
And one other thing. He can't help being part of what he is because of his mother. He's got part of his mother in his blood. Some of the characteristics are in his blood. And those are good things. Whatever you have of your mama is a good thing, son. <laughs> Whatever we have of our father. <laughs> because I am his child. I have his blood, his nature. We have been made partakers of his divine nature. And that makes us what we are. We haven't achieved this on our own. We haven't achieved it because we have, have had higher education. Or because we have made more money. Higher education is wonderful. But it's not the assumption, the presumption. That I know. I remember seeing that old movie. Uh, what was his name Guy saw the three ghosts at Christmas time. Huh? What was his name again? Scrooge. Did y'all say Scrooge? You said it all at once, I couldn't. It sounded like. One of the old movies is when, when he finally met the last ghost and he was in his room and realized he was still alive. He was so happy that he ran, looked in the mirror, and, and looked at himself and, and, you know, and, and, and laughed at himself. He ran over to the chair and, stuck, and stood on his head in the chair with his feet up in the air. He was so happy. And he said, I thought I did know. But now I know that I didn't know. I didn't know anything. Now I know it. Now I know I didn't know anything. <laughs> I thought I knew, but I know, now I know that I didn't know. <laughs> he was so happy to be alive. And that's the way it is with the Lord. Of all your vast wealth or anything else you may achieve, you come to the point with God where you realize you don't really know nothing, you don't really have anything, but when you have God, you have everything. Now you know that you know that you know. Hallelujah! That's being a child. That's coming as a little child. Thank you, Father, for all of your benefits toward us today. Thank you for loving us and caring for us and giving to us and blessing us with so many things in life. We have, we have been blessed, so blessed in our lives. Are you grateful for that? You're grateful for God's blessings in your life of all the things that he's given you in life? And as his child, we gladly come to him. Say, Father, thank you. Because everything you've given to me, I know pleases you. The clothes that I wear pleases you. It may not please you, but it pleases him. <laughs> the car I drive may not please my neighbor, but it pleases God. Because he gave it to me. Everything you have in life, Pleases God. 
And I will not ever put any of those things first before Him. They must come second. They must come later. He is first and foremost in my life. He is my Father. And it is my honor and my pleasure and my delight and my joy to serve Him. Stand with me, everybody. I could go on with this sermon. I've got a few more things to say, but I ain't got time.